Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome back to another episode of Profit First Nation. Today is an episode where we focus on the value builders. So there are eight value builders or what I like to call value drivers to your business. Um, one of the biggest ones is financial performance. So that's what Profit First Nation is all about. But, uh, you know, we'll also touch base on the additional drivers to your business that really increase the valuation of your business. Because, you know, I've talked about this before and I'm going to talk about it again, that you're going to exit your business at some point. And it's going to be a, a, a profitable exit or an ugly exit, maybe an unexpected exit. But the point is, is that we are all going to exit our business at some time, maybe on our terms, maybe not on our terms, maybe on God's terms. And so it's important that starting now, we are like you've done with Profit First and implementing Profit First in your business, which is the biggest impact that you can have on the valuation of your business. But, um, but, but, but you're also working those other drivers that can increase and the valuation of your business. Because when we're talking about valuation of business, we're talking about what kind of multiple you can sell your business for based off of the pre-tax profits of your business. So most businesses, the average multiple that a business sells at is 3.76. And ideally, or wanting that to be higher than average, um, maybe even, you know, close to double that, um, uh, you know, getting a seven times multiple is is really kind of like the ideal sweet spot. But I'm going to be honest, only 10% of businesses achieve that level of valuation. But you're already in the top 13% of entrepreneurs because you have cash in the bank to correlate to your profitability thanks to Profit First. You're not one of those 83%ers that's operating check to check with their head in the sand when it comes to the financials of their business. So, so because you're already driving in Profit First down the path to permanent profitability, you know, you can keep pushing on these drivers that can increase your valuation and put you at the top tier at the seven plus multiples of earnings. So today we are going to talk about um, the hub and spoke that is, um, you know, one of the dri value drivers to your business. And what we mean by the hub and spoke is that um, don't be the hub is, is the lesson here today. Um, and, you know, so often we start our businesses and we are the everything we are the 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 only employee sometimes when we start that business and such and as we grow and scale the business we need to remove ourselves from being the hub now what's the problem with being the hub well i mean it is um you know kind of glamorous when everyone is dependent upon you and you're like the most important pe person in your organization but when you are the hub of your business you're actually sabotaging the valuation of your business because your business if you're the 
primary hub for everything. You're, you're the hub to your customers being the spoke. You're the hub to your employees as a spoke and you're the hub to your suppliers as, as spokes. Then, uh, you know, you, you don't really have a business. You have a glorified job where everyone is dependent upon you and, and all the pressure and all the tasks and everything is, is, is you. And, and that's not smart, not fun and not valuable. So, um, you know, when you are, are, are the hub of your business, you, can you go anywhere? Can you do anything? Um, you know, the, the airlines, um, the way that they've designed their systems with being a hub and spoke model. I mean, that proves it out. Has anyone flown to Chicago O'Hare? in the winter. I mean, when Chicago goes down, I mean, everything goes down, especially in United systems, since that's one of their big hubs and such. And so that dependence upon one person, you, the owner, or even one employee is really just a, a killer to you, to the valuation of your business. So, you know, here's, here's kind of some litmus test questions for you to kind of see where you are um, in this in this spectrum of of how much of the hub are you to your business? So my first question to you is: If you stepped away from your business for three months, would your business a operate perfectly, b do less well without your presence, or c be a total disaster? So if you had to step away from your business for three months, would it A, operate perfectly, B, do less well without your presence, or C, be a total disaster? All right. Um, be honest when you answer that and, and let's know where we need to go from here with regards to, you know, removing yourself as the hub of your business. And another litmus test question for you is what percentage of your company's revenue are you personally involved in generating? Are you personally involved in generating 100% of your company's re revenue? Are you the key salesperson that's driving 80% of your company's revenue? Are, are you driving 10% of the revenue or are you driving none of the revenue because your team, your pipeline, everything else is working like a machine to do it and, and you're not involved? That obviously is the ideal because again, the more dependence upon your business, whether it's you working in the business, um, you know, managing your employees or whether it's you being the number one salesperson in your company or being the one that works directly with your manufacturers um, and suppliers, that is th that's the problem at hand. That's the opportunity to fix so that you are no longer the hub of your business. Now, when we talk about, uh, you know, how, 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 how do you do this? How do, how do you, how do you stop being the hub of your business? Well, you know me, I'm always about, okay, where do we want to be a year from now or three years from now? Okay. If we want to be here then, and we're here now, well, now I know I can reverse engineer based on where I want to be, what it's going to take to get me 
to where I want to be from a year from now. So um, I know you guys are all Mike Michalowicz fans. That's why you're here. And uh, I'm sure you have all read Run Like Clockwork. So um, in the past year, he actually came out with a an updated version of Run Like Clockwork with um, a lot of new content in the book. And then, of course, uh, we have Adrian Dorison, who runs um, Mike's company um, based off of Run Like Clockwork, and it's called Run Like Clockwork. Actually, the book is called Clockwork. Adrian's business is called Run Like Clockwork. And, um, and there, you know, the, the ultimate goal in order to make sure that your business runs like clockwork and you're not the hub of your business is to go away for a four week vacation. And, um, you know, what you have to do is you need to declare that four week vacation now, right? So a year from now, maybe August, which would be less than a year from now, or September or October or November or December, 2024, you need to declare, you need to pick which month you're going to take your four week vacation. And now the clock starts ticking. Uh, and, and, and now you've got the countdown to start getting things in place so that you are not the hub of your business and you can actually step away for four weeks for that four week vacation. Now, uh, my husband and I do this every year. And, uh, and, and the first time we did it, I mean, we went to Europe and it was, it, it was like, well, this is going to be interesting. Let's go, let's do it. We set, um, the expectation with our employees that, Hey, you know, we're going to be halfway across the world and the time zones are crazy and wonky and this, that, the other, we may not have good internet connection. Like we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but if you need us, let us know. Well, um, no one needed me. <laughs> My husband um, did have to take a call and he, he did have to review something. And um, we do have a policy in our company about, about contracts of certain values and such that the owner has to review it, which is just a good from a, from a, fiscal and legal perspective and such, but that's all my husband had to do. And again, like no one called me. <laughs> um, so you could say I'm totally useless in our organizations, which is yay, great. That's exactly what you want to be and where you want to be in your businesses. And so, you know, as we prepared for that first time going away for four weeks, you know, we, we, we gave ourselves, I think it was more about like nine, nine months or so. Um, until we, we took that vacation to Italy. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a good opportunity to get our ducks in a row and, you know, look at, okay, well, what, what am I doing in the business every week that I could delegate to someone else? Um, and so started that process of getting things off of my plate and delegating it. Now, I know so many of you are like, yes, yes, yes. And I just need the time to develop those SOPs. I was talking to someone last night and, you know, kind of the same situation of, uh, yeah, I want to work myself out of, 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 of the jobs I have in the business and I just need to write the SOPs. And I'm like, no, you don't. Because if you needed to do it, you would have already done it. Or if you wanted to do it, you would have already done it. And so the secret is is that you find the person in your organization who is now going to own this task, this job, this responsibility in your organization. So, uh, you know, this is a big concept, spoiler alert, a big concept that Mike talks about in 
that his upcoming book, All In, How Great Leaders Build Unstoppable Teams, that comes out January 2nd, 2024. But um, in that book, you, we talk about, um, about ownership and it's really not necessarily equity ownership in the company, but it's psychological ownership. When you give someone the responsibility that I need you to own it, they treat it in a completely different manner. It's like, I own it now. Okay. Well, I'm in charge. I got this. I'm in control. We're going to make it happen and I'm not going to disappoint you. And so when you give someone that responsibility, it, 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 it changes the game and, um, and, and it gets it off your plate. So one way to get people to be able to start owning things and get those SOPs documented and such is first, I would start off by, uh, doing a Zoom recording of how you're doing it, why you're doing it, walking along, you're, you're sharing your screen. If you're doing something on screen, um, or, you know, on a platform or such, uh, and, and talking through what you're doing as you're doing it, et cetera. Then, um, you know, give it to the person that you want to, to, to do it. Um, pull a transcription of that Zoom recording. So now you have what you said that in a transcription that you can dump into a Word document. So no one's starting from a blank piece of paper. We already have some, some, some verbiage there that we can kind of, you know, put into a checklist or some sort of structure. And, and, and really like now it's like, most of the work is done and and we've gotten rid of that oh I, I got this blank slate where do i start this is how you start documenting your your sops your standard operating uh standard operating procedures excuse me uh and uh and and get it going that way and then when you when you have that um you know it, it's good then to share and, and to get feedback from the person who's going to own it and they're going to finalize it. They're going to refine it and they're going to get it perfect because they own it literally. And, and so, you know, there might be some ad additional detail that they add to it and such, but that is um, the fastest way and a great hack to get all of that. Oh, I need to get this documented out of your head and actually happening and done and literally off your plate because now, an employee in your organization owns that job or that task in your business. Um, now, you know, another one of those big uh, sort of problems or, or spokes that you want to be disconnected from and you don't want to be the hub for anymore is with your customers. Oh me, oh my. Yes, you know, you probably got into business because you love serving people and you love how to serve people. You love developing relationships with people. I mean, th this is you, you, this is why we're in business, right? We ultimately have created something that serves other people and they serve customers who pay us. And, um, you know, but the problem is, is that you're, when the owner is the hub for the customer relationships, it is a, uh, you know, it, it negatively impacts your valuation. So, you know, here are some statistics when it comes and, and what the valuation is or the multiples that you can sell at based off of your relationships with your customers. Okay. 
this is going to be surprising because you're, you what you don't want is you don't want relationships with with your owners. So um, if you're watching on YouTube, cue the graphic. Here we go. If you know each of your customers' names, then uh, by their first name, then that actually is going to give you a ding in your valuation. That means that you know the impact on your valuation is going to score you at a two point nine two on this factor. Now the average multiple is three point seven six. So I'm saying, yeah, if you know each of your customers by their first name, then you're below average now in terms of the valuation factor. Now, if you know most of your customers by first name and they usually want to deal with you rather than anyone else in the company, well, then that's going to impact your valuation at a 3.41, which is eh, not so hot. Um, it's still below that average of a 3.76 in terms of valuation. And then um, if you know some of your customers by first name, your valuation creeps up a little bit to a 3.95. Um, but where you really want to be, if you don't want to be the hub for your customers, then not knowing any of your customers by first name and rarely getting involved in serving an individual customer actually boosts your valuation factor on the hub and spoke to a 4.54. All right. So, the lesson here is you don't want to know who your customers are. You don't want to deal with your customers. You don't want your customers to know who you are. Um, you know, of course, we always want to deal with the owner of a business because we think we'll get better service. But, um, but, but that's not what you want to do. And that's not how you want to serve your customers. You want to have five star employees who own the relationships with the customers and serve your customers in a, in, in, in a better way that you can, to be honest. Right. Um, and so, you know, another factor in terms of one of the, some of the spokes that you need to remove from you being the hub and disconnect is, is relationships with suppliers, right? So your vendors and suppliers, they also need to be, um, not in your purview or not who you're dealing with on a, on a regular basis. Um, and it's removing yourself from your employees, removing yourself from the daily interactions with your customers and also removing yourselves from the daily interactions with your suppliers. And so, you know, right now, if it's all three that you're connected to, then it's time to decide which one to prioritize. My recommendation would be to prioritize, uh, you know, not being the hub for your employees and really starting to get that off of your plate. Um, and then maybe next move towards getting the suppliers um, disconnected from you as, as you being the hub. And then finally remove uh, the, uh, the, the customers uh, being dependent upon you. So, you know, when are you declaring that four week vacation? Is it in August of 2024, September of 2024, October, November, or December of 2024? Declare that vacation now and uh, tell people about it. Tell your employees, yeah, tell them now. Tell your partner, your spouse, your family, you know, get it on the books, get it, get it booked, get it planned. 
Um, and now the clock starts ticking for you to start making it happen. Um, and, and, you know, just kind of again in your weekly reflection, you know, when you're sitting with your money, um, and, and reflecting on your week, how can you continue to make the business less dependent upon you? Because we need to increase or decrease that dependence to increase the, the multiple at which the value of your business is, is based on and at the multiple at which you sell your business. So, um, you know, what are two things? My challenge to you right now are what are the two things that you're going to do in the next 30 days? Commit to it now uh, to, to make your business less dependent upon you. Which factor is it going to be? Is it going to be employees? Um, are you going to document uh, maybe the thing that you do every week in your business that you no longer need to do? Um, are you going to make customers less dependent upon you? What is it going to take to make customers less dependent upon you? And I mean, let's be honest, you know, if you're not feeling willing and or able to offload things in your business, either customer relationships, vendor relationships, or uh, the, the standard operating procedures or the things that you do in your business on a regular basis because you don't have the right people, well, then that's your priority is to fix that situation because it's not gonna get any better. And, and now I'm gonna get on my all in soapbox here, but you don't need to give someone six months to do a job that you hired them to do. There's no one who's going to, you know, improve. Oh, it's that it's going to take them six months to improve in something. All right. You give people a short window to make those improvements. And if they can't make those improvements, then they're not the right person for the job. It is that simple, that clear, that cut and dry. There is a line in the sand and that line in the sand is no more than two or three weeks. Um, maybe a month if you kind of just need to let them cycle through and get a full month of, of reporting and such, but it's not six months, it's not four months, it's not three months, it's not two months, okay? That's that 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 could be your problem. That could actually be your first step is is cleaning house a little bit and getting the right people in place who a five star employee is going to own the job, own the task, own their key responsibilities. They're going to understand exactly what success looks like because you're going to quantify the success metrics of how we measure the success for each of those three to five key responsibilities. And if they can't meet it, then they're not the right person for the role. And you need to find the person that is the five-star employee who can complete the responsibilities and uh, achieve the success metrics for each of those key responsibilities. Oh me, oh my, we've got so much going on, um, including uh, the the sort of the, the buildup to the launch of All In, How Great Leaders Build Unstoppable Teams, Mike Michalowicz's next book that comes out January 2nd, 2024. And we are actually hosting a special event. Oh, a six hour like really diving in deep um, to giving you some expanded content and ideas of what is in all in. So it is a 
six hour virtual workshop with lots of great content resources, um, special guests. So Mike and I are hosting it. And then we also have some special guests joining us as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, you should have gotten an email from Mike uh, and you'll get an email from us and you can go to profitfirstnation.com and uh, there you can find information to click on uh, when the, uh, the tickets go live, which will be uh, next Monday, the day before this, this episode airs. So if you would like to connect with a certified profit first professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach, then please again, go to profitfirstnation.com and click on contact and you can get connected with that person. Uh, and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.